Podcast, Episode 22. Handmade Brooklyn Business Lifestyles Tips to Succeed HandmadeBrooklyn.com Hey guys, welcome to Handmade Brooklyn. My name is Megan Breen. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur. I am here to help you succeed in your small business. So thank you so much for joining me. You know, I gotta nerd out for a minute and just say that it is so cool to watch the numbers go up on my stats for this podcast. And, you know, I started it as a pet project because I wanted to tell people what I've learned and I wanted to help them succeed and not waste any time just, you know, learning the lessons that I've learned and grow from that. And so it's so cool to see that people are actually listening to this. Thank you so much for listening. It blows my mind. First things first, I want to clean house a little bit and say that next week, change going to come. And I'm really excited about it, actually. Um, You're going to notice that there's a new name for the podcast. And I'm going to be uh, transitioning from Handmade Brooklyn to MeganBrain.com, but that's uh, that's down a ways. But next week, new podcast title, new microphone, so hopefully the audio quality will be even better, and new guest. Next week's guest is amazing. I'm so excited about it. So, instead of talking about Shopify this week, I want to tell you what's happening on my end, and that is I am hosting my first free live training. And I want you guys to be there. All you have to do is go to handmadebrooklyn.com slash webinar and you can register. There's three different days. That's all about the perfect product launch. It's going to teach you the five hacks you need to do to make sure that you're getting six figure product launches. And I'm so excited about it. It's something that I'm, I've been tweaking and working on for a long time and things that I've learned the hard way. And now I'm going to teach you how to do that. I'm going to teach you how to leverage your competitors' failures to your advantage. I'm going to teach you how to figure out the best time of year for your product launch, how to set up systems that are just going to rock your business. And I'm so excited, and it's free. So you definitely need to come. It's going to be um, April 12th, 13th, and 14th. Go to handmadebrooklyn.com slash webinar to sign up. I will love to see you there. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited about it. Okay, let's get to today's topic. Today is all about you. And what I mean by that is you making sure you're paying attention to what's important in your business. Having sales will never save your business. I know. I know. You're like, shut up, Megan. But hear me out, okay? Having sales often discounts, coupons. Bogos, it's never going to save your business. So let's talk about ways to add value. Let's talk about hacks for advertising. Let's bring that all together. Let's just have a good time, right? (laughs) Okay. So, and by the way, this is totally something I have learned the hard way. (sighs) It's been rough. It was so rough to run sales. And the reason I say that is because if you're like me, I used to run sales when I needed moolah, right? It was rent was due or something needed to happen. Inventory needed to get moved. Crazy things. Just money was always in a tight spot. And so 
I would run a sale to try and push it a little bit. And it just became such a vicious cycle where I need money, I need to run a sale. So I don't have enough blah, so I need to run a sale and blah, blah, blah. And so it would just be the snake that ate itself, you know? It would just, here's why. I was not valuing my product. And consequently, my customers would not value the product. Who's going to pay full price if they know that if they just wait a little bit, the sale's going to happen, right? Yeah. And I would partner with places like Gilts or Zulily or all of these places. I wasn't trying to move old inventory. I wasn't trying to have a flash sale to, I don't know, liquidate stock, whatever. I was doing it to try and pay bills. And that is so stupid. So I don't want you to do that. I want you to resist the urge. And I know it's hard, especially if you're looking down the barrel of a big credit card payment or something else is due or a show fee or whatever. I know. I know. It sucks. You got to find ways to get value to your business that isn't lowering your price because it just sets up this mindset in you and your customers that your product's not valuable or it's not worth the price, the full price. So you'll never make a profit because nobody's going to buy it at full price if they keep seeing it on sale. It's just hard truths, and I know that sucks. If you were in my brain, it was really hard for me to, I don't know if I want to say value my products, or it was hard for me to justify my price because I made it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was hard for me to... Since I knew all the components that went together, and I knew the formula, and I'm not saying like, oh, well, I used crappy ingredients, or that I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I knew, I knew that somebody else could make this, so I felt bad charging a premium for it, and that's just a mentality thing. That's just a mindset. I don't know why. Maybe it was a self-esteem issue. I don't know, but <laughs> I remember this one time. I was doing a trunk show at this shishi department store called Henry Mendel. And they used to have this open sea. I don't think they have it anymore. And the reason I think that they don't have it anymore is I wrote a post about it on my blog. And it like every time the open sea would happen, it would happen twice a year. I would get this big pop of traffic on my blog about Henry Mendel. And it hasn't happened for a couple of years. So I think they've stopped doing it. Anyways, the open sea was twice a year. And it was when designers and crafters and blah, blah, blah would go and pitch their products to the buyers. And it was an all-day event. I got there before dawn, I remember, and waited in line. And it was, I think it was January. It was definitely winter. And it was just so cold. <laughs> but anyways, the buyers liked my product. And I got in. And I got in to do a trunk show, which basically was just... I would stand there and sell my products for a couple of days or a week. And it was consignment. You know, they took a cut. I got the rest. It was good. I don't you hate this phrase. It was good exposure. But also, it was good street cred that uh, I could say I seen a hundred Mendel in New York City. I was next to $200 face serums. I'll never forget it. Like, I was in this grid like this square and each side of the square was a different product and these were those the other three were permanent mine was the only trunk show i just remember looking at this 200 dollars serum and i was like are you kidding me 
And I was so, like, blown away, angry, disappointed in myself, all these things that, like, I was not valuing my brand. So how could I have anybody else? How could I ask that of anybody else, right? And so, actually, after that show, I never made a $200 fee serum, but I did raise my prices after that. <laughs> that just always sticks out in my mind, like this little tiny two-ounce bottle, you know, it was just 200 bucks. It was just like, this is a crowd that I want to be in, and this is a crowd that is totally alien to me. Oh, that's so funny. So, learn from my mistakes on this. Learn that it's okay to charge a premium for your products, and it's okay to not budge on that, because you're valuable. If you worked for somebody else, you would not be like, oh, okay, um, I know that I was supposed to get $25 an hour, but um, you just want to offer me $12 an hour. That's, that's okay. No, you wouldn't say it. You'd say, no, my time is worth $25 an hour. You will pay me $25 an hour, and if you don't, somebody else will. If people complain about your pricing, they're not your clients. That's just it. That's all. You just got to find the people that will and market to them. That's it. That's how that works. Don't offer sales. Sales won't save your business. Pick your price. Make sure it's really priced out to where you are making a profit. You don't have to make a crazy profit if that makes you nervous. But you do have to make a profit. That's why you're here, right? You're not here to save the world. Maybe you are. Awesome. But you still got to pay your bills. So make sure that you're charging the right price and make sure that you stick to that. I actually have a spreadsheet that does this for you. It's really cool. Uh, I used to use it all the time when I was launching new products, and I'll link to it on the post for this episode, but I'll put it in the show notes too. It's called Pricer, because I couldn't think of something else. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. It's really robust, and all you got to do is put in all your little costs and put in how much you charge an hour for your labor. It does all the little calculations for you, and it says, like, based on how the batch size or for me, it was always batch size, so whatever amount of, if it's one piece of jewelry or 20 cards in one month, it'll say, like, based on your batch size, this is how much your costs are, this is how much you should be charging wholesale, and this is how much you should be charging retail, and this is the minimum you should be charging retail. So take that and run with it. I think it's just handmadebrooklyn.com slash pricer, P-R-I-C-R, no E. Uh, I think that that's it. And you can download it. It's so cool. I love it. I used it in my business all the time. And then it'll definitely help you. If you don't want to buy it, that's totally fine. But you should figure out your costs. You should figure out ways to make a profit and stick to it. Now, you're scrambling. It's almost rent time. Bills are due. Freaking out. Thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to get asses in the seats? Right? How am I going to get products out of here? How am I going to make money? Put it to you. Say, don't shut off the podcast when I tell you this. Hear me out. I think instead you instead of having a sale, I think you should do a little advertising campaign. Stop. Don't leave me. Listen. Hear me out. I know you're like, I have no money. Shut up. You're not thinking the right way. And I'm not saying blow a hundred bucks. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying set an advertising budget of like 25 bucks a week 
tweak the crap out of your ads and go for it. Now, let's talk about that. I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying spend a lot of money. I'm saying spend some money to get more eyeballs. The more you get it out, the better it's going to be. And you don't ever have to advertise. I never advertised because I was scared to do it. Didn't know what I was doing, but you don't have to be. And that's what I want to teach today because it's, it's so important. Okay. A good advertising campaign is not about money. A good advertising campaign is about reaching the right people with the right message. And here's a couple of tweaks on how to make that happen. First, set a budget and stick to it. Much like your pricing, set a budget, stick to it. It can be as little as you want. I, my successful campaigns for this site, the most I've spent was $3 a day. And even then I was like, ugh, I have to change this. I usually spend about one to one seventy a day. And campaigns I run, I think the longest I've run a campaign is two weeks. Like I originally set them for a month and so but I never end up going through the whole month. I just usually end up shutting off about two weeks. So I can measure and then I can tweak it, blah blah. So what does that put me out to? Like 20 some bucks for what I want, do it. Just do it. 20 bucks. Come on. But know what you need to do. So it's a little more work intensive. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's going to be true. It's going to give you better results if you link to a free something instead of a paid product. You want to link to your candles in Pinterest ads? Great. But it's not going to give you the sales you want. It's not going to happen. If, however, you use the lead magnet as the pin and you create sales funnels that take them to your candles, boom, that's how you've done it. That's how you've effectively marketed your product. And that's how you're getting the sales. So Pinterest and Facebook, both are the same, where you don't want to link to a sales page. You want to link into Something that grabs them, where you get the email address, and then you begin the sales funnel process. Now, I haven't found an amazing Pinterest ads class, which means that I need to make one. That's just how it's going to be. So stay tuned for that. But I have found some amazing, amazing, amazing free classes for Facebook ads. Now, there are people that do offer paid Facebook classes. Um, Amy Porterfield is one. Kimra Luna, I believe she has a $40 class that's just like, a, I, th- I think it's just a recording of a webinar that she did before. And I've heard good things about it. I haven't taken it. Um, Amy Porterfield is amazing. Like, her entire life is Facebook ads. So if you want to go that route, she's cool too. But you're trying to make rent, right? So time is money. And your money is your time right now. So you're willing to invest in time instead of money. Hold on. Let me get the URL. This is a class by one of my favorite software systems in the world. And I'm not even talking on the podcast coming up later. So stay tuned. Subscribe to the channel. Anyways, lead pages. If you don't know what lead pages is, it's basically sales page software, but they do a lot more than that. They do, um, pop-up boxes so that people can get your lead magnet. They have this really cool thing called lead digits where people can text 
to a five-digit number and they get your freebie. I'll talk about about it next week when I interview Tim Page from Leaf Pages. But they also offer crazy free things, crazy free things. And you, even if you're not a Leaf Pages subscriber, you can go to this class. It's totally free. You don't even have to give them your email. You just scroll down this page, scroll down like two thirds of the way down. The whole class is right there, and you can take it all. It's awesome. So it is LP training. So LP like lead pages. LP training dot lead pages dot net forward slash Facebook advertising. All one word. And that is a ten module ten module course something like that about how to set up effective Facebook ads. So good. So good. I watched it twice. I listened to it on the so I downloaded it to my Dropbox and made it available offline and I listened to it on the subway. <sighs> so good. So definitely go check it out. It's awesome. It gives you all these little hacks and tweaks and shows you how to use the power editor, which is Facebook's robust advertising system and it's just amazing. It's also, side note, it's also amazing how much Facebook knows about you. And I know that we all kind of know that and laugh, but like, Facebook knows. So, so, uh, I don't even, like, do I want to tell you? Do you have tinfoil hats around? I don't know. Facebook knows how much more likely you are than another person to buy things online. Facebook knows how many credit cards you have. Facebook knows if you prefer credit card to a debit card. Facebook knows about you and me. And I know we're all like, uh, we don't have any privacy. We don't. It is amazing how much they know about us. It's bananas. It's so bananas. But it's also cool because we can use it to our advantage because all the reasons that they pull all this stuff is so that their advertisers could be more effective. Guess what? We're the advertisers. Boom! Baller. Okay. So, take the free uh, Facebook training. But if you don't feel like doing that, here's some hacks for both Pinterest and Facebook. One, lead magnet, not paid product. It can be a webinar. It can be a download. It can be a recipe book. It can be something that's related to your customer. So for me, when I was doing skincare, I would say that it would probably be something like uh, and I'm just spitballing here. I really should have thought of this ahead of time, but something like a skincare guide, products, or ingredients to watch out for, for it based on your skin type, a guide to essential oil aromatherapy, something like that. Something where I would start a funnel with them that said, here's the free guide. All I need is your email address. I'll send it right to you. From there, it sets them into this funnel system that says, like, hey. And, again, I'm just going off the top of my head here. This isn't a full-fledged funnel system. But they get the guide. And then I send them into this sales funnel, which is an automated system that says, hey, awesome. Hope you're enjoying the guide. Hey, um, just for me to know, just out of curiosity, are you into X or Y? Or do you usually buy natural skincare or do you buy things because you like the packaging? And based on, like, click here and I'll take you to a page that has this. Or click here and blah, blah, blah. 
So then it branches off, right? But then I can tag them. And this is why MailChimp, if you're on MailChimp, it's going to be problematic. Because you like the best thing you can do in your life is segment your customer base. And you can do that through ConvertKit. And that's, it's paid. I'm not going to lie to you. It's paid. It's like 29 bucks a month for your first 1,000 or 2,000 subscribers. Maybe 2,000. But it starts at 30 bucks a month, right? And it's a mail system. It's a newsletter system. But it can tag. And you can just, you are your own Facebook advertising system with how much you will know about your customers and how much you can tag them and say, like, this person purchases from me. This person is a vegan. This person buys t-shirts for their grandkids, things like that. And so you can really market to specific types of people. So going back to the sales funnel, click here for X or click here if you're Y. And then my convert kit will say this person is X, this person is Y. And then it will branch them off into here are products that would, that would be great for your oily skin. Here are products that are perfect for giving gifts. Do you see what I'm saying with this? So your sales funnel doesn't have to be crazy. I know a lot of people have like 10, 12 emails in their sales funnels. You don't have to do that. It's cool if you do, but if you're just like, I just need, I just need, okay, shut up. I just need money. Okay. So give them the freebie, use that as your ad, segment them off into products that will work for them and then keep them on your list until they unsubscribe because quid pro quo, right? You can get this freebie, but you got to give me your email and you have your email and you can market to them and you can keep marketing to them and keep tweaking your sales funnel until you finally get them or they unsubscribe. One or the other is going to happen, right? It might take a little more time, but that's what you need to do. So tip one, freebie. Tip two, weird. This is a weird one. From what I've been reading, and from my own tests, <laughs> women, happy women, in your ads convert better than a picture of a product or a sunset or whatever. Happy women. So if you're a woman, business owner, take a picture of yourself smiling. You can tweak it in one of the selfie programs or something if you're self-conscious about it, but it converts better. I don't know why. I don't know, like, the science behind that. Maybe I can get a Tim Ferriss someday to come tell me why that happens and why we track that and things like that. But happy woman is going to be your higher converting ad. Tip three, call to action. Don't just post a picture of a happy woman with a little bit of text that says, like, free guide. Put on there, click here, download now sign up now, blah, 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 some call to action to tell them what to do. It's some sort of self subconscious thing that if you tell them what to do, then they'll do it. Next tip, yellow and red. Psychologically, and shout out to University of Pittsburgh psych program for teaching me this, yellow and red are higher converting than blues or cooler colors which sucks because of blue. I like blue better, but it is what it is, right? So yellow and red are higher converting when used as buttons or text or things like that. I wouldn't say 
that you should make just like a bright sunny picture. Like I, I think that's just a little too much. I think subtle yellows and reds, like having a picture of you with a yellow button that says sign up now. I think that's really high converting. And it just is in our subconscious that it, it creates this need for urgency, whereas blues and cooler colors are kind of calming and soothing. That's awesome, but you're not in this to soothe. You're in this to sell, right? So yellows, reds with a button with a call to action, something like that. Those are three quick little hacks for creating a ad campaign. I think you should do it. I think you should do it instead of sales. I know that that's totally the opposite, but you'd be spending money in a way if you were having sales, right? Because you're losing money. So why not instead put it towards ads? So if you want to learn how to do things like tweak your customers and segment your customer base on Facebook, definitely go to that lead pages site for the free training. That course is really cool. I definitely recommend it. But give it a shot. Give it a shot for a week. I would say with Facebook ads, um, well, let me say this really quickly. Facebook ads, uh, they take a couple of days to ramp up. Your first day is going to suck. It just does. And your second day will be like, a little bit better. But usually by day three, you'll start to see some traction. And that's when you can also tweak it a little bit and see like what's working, what's not. Facebook usually will deliver things out throughout the day for like the most maximum reach. Pinterest seems to just dump things in the beginning. So like I said, um, the most I've ever spent is three bucks a day. And by the time I would wake up, my ad spend would be gone for the day on Pinterest. But on Facebook, it was still like, eh, we've got, we've got a couple more pennies. We can put more shekels we can put around here. We're good. So keep that in mind too. The, the metrics for, um, how Facebook and Pinterest deliver their ads are slightly different. And consequently, Instagram too, because Instagram is owned by Facebook. Um, I've never done Twitter ads, so I can't tell you if that's effective. Give it a shot. Why not? Let me know how that works. I'll give it a shot too. We'll see what happens. But do that. Just do, instead of doing a sale, take the money that you would have, you know, if you were going to do 50% off a $30 item, well, that's 15 bucks. Put the 15 bucks towards an ad campaign. See what happens. You'd be out the same amount of money, right? Beautiful. Give it a shot. Okay, next week, like I said, change is going to be happening. Don't get scared. Change is good, right? So excited. I'm so excited. Ah. Okay, I'll stop screaming in your ear. I promise. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Sign up for the webinar. Don't forget, handmadebrooklyn.com slash webinar. Five steps to the perfect product launch. It's happening three days in April. I want to see you there, guys. I want to see you there because I want to show you how to hack this to success. Okay? Good. Love you guys. See you next week. Mwah. Handmade.